When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, a super talent. And if you don't believe me, tune in every night at 10 p.m. and watch Banfield, Ashley Banfield is our very special guest today, and you've seen her on so many different roles, whether it's uh, dealing with the very heavy Boston massacre, uh, or the Boston bombing, I should say. She did wonderful work over there. She's won every award you could possibly imagine, from Emmys to everything you could possibly imagine. She has won, and all deservingly so. And you could see her on News Nation, which is a whole other story. If you're not watching News Nation, you're making a mistake. We had Leland the other day, but they are absolutely wonderful at what they're doing. To me, it's a new look. It's a balanced look. But Banfield is a must-watch. And also, her Rising Tide mentorship program is something I want to ask her about. It. It's getting all kinds of attention for great reason and every great reason under the sun. Ashley Banfield, how are you? Frank, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for asking. Well, listen, before we get into the news of the day or into Banfield, talk about the Rising Tide mentorship program that you have. And again, people are talking about it. I've heard so much about it, but just little bits and pieces. Can you give us a kind of a rundown of the genesis of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started this program uh, seven months ago where I would, you know, basically dial up my friends in the business and ask them if they would fit for a mentoring session with Anybody who wanted to join via Zoom for free. And lo and behold, I compiled this fantastic list of A-list broadcasters who sit down and field questions from rising broadcasters all over the world. Um, and it's been spectacular. We've had Gail King, um, Billy Bush, Lisa Ling, um, Lester Holt, Sanjay Gupta, um, Deborah Norville. It's just been really terrific, and so I've got a big list of, of you know, A-listers all coming up as well. Harvey Levin, Steve Wilkos, Megan McCain, Bob Costas, Savannah Guthrie. I mean, so just fantastic, um, you know, success stories that transcend broadcasting. Like, all of their life lessons are applicable to everybody's career. Ashley, you just named, you know, like you said, an A-list of the broadcasting world, and it's wonderful that they're giving back. And I'm not asking you to name names here, but did anybody give you a hard time about this at all? I can't imagine. I mean, it's such a selfless thing that you're doing and that the rest of them are doing without naming names. Did anybody, you know, say to you, oh, I don't have the time for this. Come on, Ashley, stop asking me. Did you get any of that? (laughs) You know, shockingly... Um, that's what surprised me the most was the instant, of course, I'll do this, you know, with every, everybody I called. And, and I haven't even started reaching out to people I don't know yet, you know, so this has been, um, just delightful. I've booked like a year and a half worth of 
these, you know, titans of industry. And, and the gems of wisdom have been so different from each one of them and really, really useful. So here I am 34 years into my career and, and had no idea that I was going to be learning things, uh, you know, from my colleagues and, and really applicable smart lessons in Everything from, you know, the office to the business to the work environment in general and to your own personal grit, you know, just really great advice. Banfield, I absolutely love it. I love News Nation, too. I've been watching it, and you've got to have a good feeling about this. It reminds me of, and much different styles, of course, but reminds me of Larry King Live. And to me, there's a real void in the entertainment world, in the broadcasting world, for something like this. I imagine you're very happy with how this is going. Yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled with the fact that this um, this network is uh, is the only growing network. It's the only network that's actually building right now. Everybody else is losing viewers through attrition, and probably, Frank, I think because people are getting really sick of this um, angry, uh, you know, sort of rage filled, uh, opinionated broadcasting, especially when it masquerades as news. And it's really hard to watch the news these days without wondering what what's what's the side of this argument that I'm missing because this doesn't sound I smell a rat <laughs> you know whenever you watch the news these days there's a lot of I smell a rat going on and and that's because there's a lot of bias by omission you know sometimes it's very blatant people just scream what their cause is on the news but then oftentimes and this is the more sinister it's not that you're not getting the other side of the story so you just assume there's no other side. And so News Nation is giving both sides of the story. And that's just a better service uh, for, for people who are trying to be informed in this country. This country is so polarized because we're being, you know, we're being lectured to on these news channels and we assume we know everything. But we don't. We don't know the other side. And that's what's critical. You mentioned 34 years in the business. And if you think about it, that's a close view to history, not only in world events, but certainly the broadcast business and what has gone on. In that time period, you went from, you know, like a couple of networks and then, of course, CNN broke through and then you had the 24-hour news cycle. Now, it's not even 24-hour news cycle. I mean, it's minute to minute with social media. Would you ever expected this 34 years ago? Would you ever expected this to be our reality at this point 34 years later? No, not in the least. Um, you know, 34 years ago, CNN was just still kind of finding its footing. And it was the only game in town. Um, it is a, a shadow of its former self. Um, and it's a very different news environment out there. And then I, I never would have expected either in Canada where I was, you know, brought up or, or the United States where I grew up in the business. Um, I never would have expected the news cycle on tragedies to, to go so quickly. Um, for instance, you know, there was a shooting in Tulsa yesterday at a hospital where four people were killed, and it is almost not making the news yeah. because we're still just finishing up, you know, what happened in Uvalde. And and I find that to be sort of the most distressing of all, the speed uh, with which we're dispensing with these stories because there's just too many of them. 
Ashley, we need more time with you in the future. There's so much to cover. Thank you for what you're doing with the mentorship program. That is terrific. We'll be talking about it as we let you go. Congratulations on everything, and certainly Banfield. It's absolutely wonderful, and everything that you are doing over there to help build this new growing network. Absolutely thrilled to have you. Can you give us a website or a social media site to follow along with what you're doing? Yeah. You can always find me at TV Ashley, A S H L E I G H. But even more importantly, if you're wondering how to find News Nation, just go to our channel finder, which is newsnationnow.com, and then you can slash channel finder, or you can just go to the website and you can type in your, your market, New York or, or West Palm Beach, and it'll tell you what channel you can find us on. Ashley Banfield, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you, Frank. Ashley Banfield, everyone. Check out Banfield every weeknight at 10 p.m., and it's wonderful. She's wonderful, and she's a pro's pro. If you talk to people who have worked with her, you'll hear that back and forth. I didn't want to get into the controversy a while ago with Katie Couric and, you know, all of that. I wanted to keep it positive here. We didn't have enough time to get into, you know, all of that. And uh, if we want to hear anything about the controversy with Katie Couric and Ashley Banfield, you can kind of Google it yourself. It's been talked about, and it's old news at this point, but News Nation is something that is upon us, and it's interesting to see the rise of News Nation. 10 p.m., she has like a Larry King live thing going. If you remember Larry King and what he was doing, he did a little bit of everything. I kind of think we have a guest list like Larry King would. Of course, he gets, you know, he was on CNN and he primetime and you know, big time money behind him. So he got all the A-listers as they came in. But he had politics. He had entertainment. He had music. He had whoever was newsworthy at the moment. And it was kind of interesting. And when that went down, when he went down, and I don't mean when he, when he passed, when he went down as far as retirement goes, I think there was a big void in that type of show. And Obviously, there's a lot of need for that kind of show, but even here, you know, on radio with what we're doing, you know, it's not the norm. It's more unusual. You know, the celebrity interviewers are, for the most part, celebrity interviewers are the late night hosts and, you know, Fallon, you know, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Colbert and folks like that. They're doing most of the celebrity interviewing. And, you know, you got various morning show hosts on radio doing it but for the most part you know they play music and in an interview in between here so it's interesting to see what she's doing what ashley banfield is doing and having that larry king type program going i'm cheering it on because i like that and it's kind of like what we do so kudos to her and kudos to her on the rise and tide mentorship program and that's good stuff it's always good to hear nice to hear that these folks are giving back and they get it and it's got to be to young folks and people at at our age she's about my age i'm 55 and and she's you know right behind me 54 and you know for her to give back is a good thing and to get all those others that she named is a wonderful thing frank mckay signing off ashley banfield has been our very special guest her show is banfield and it is on news nation every weeknight at 10 p.m. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Haley Duff 
is our very special guest. And you know her from so many great things. She is wonderful. Everything that she's in, you could watch and you can enjoy. And now what we will be talking about is the Baby Pact. And again, Freestyle Digital Media releases the Wedding Pact to the Baby Pact. And everyone, tune in June 14th. Haley Duff, how are you? I am doing awesome. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, Listen, thrilled to be here and thrilled to have you here. Give us a little overview of the Baby Pact. Well, The Baby Pact is um, a sequel to a movie we did a few years back called The Wedding Pact, and we're so excited to be back for another round of this story and to get to continue this fun story. We've got a great cast, and we've got the addition of a couple new cast members this time, and um, we're just so excited to all be able to get together and tell a, a continuation of this story, and uh, it's got a lot of heart to it, and a lot of drama, and um, it's it's just a feel good movie that the whole family can watch and laugh with and cry with, and uh, we're excited that everyone gets to see it on June 14. Look, we could use some good news. We could use something to enjoy and something to laugh at and cry at. We've had so much of the wrong type of tears, right? It's been a sad time period, and if you think about it, it's almost a symbol to get back to normalizing society. It's been a tough couple of years. It, it has. I, I feel you on that for sure. And I feel like, um, you know, movies like this kind of give you the chance to just watch something and not um, not think about sort of the daily stresses that we've been, you know, focused so much on and give yourself the chance to just like have a happy evening with your family and watch something that makes you feel good. And um, I, I know me, myself, I love movies that give me a little departure from like the everyday life, you know. I know there's still concerns and people are still dealing with different variants and so forth, but we got to feel that there's certain the beyond light at the end of the tunnel. It seems like we're getting back to normal. What have the last two years been like for you? Have you been binging anything specifically? Have you been doing anything to keep your mind off of it? How did you spend your kind of quarantine time? Well, the beginning of uh, the pandemic you know, I think we were much more, you know, nervous and the unknown, I think, was definitely a little more scary for everybody. <laughs> uh, we were living in California and um, then about a year into it, we moved to Austin, which is my home state of Texas. And my kids um, started school there. And I think we just got into a bit more of a normal uh routine there and um we've just tried to kind of make our kids feel like things are as normal as possible and not not keep the news on in the house so they can hear it and try to give them like as much of a cushion to all of this sort of um stuff as we can and try to keep things like happy and light around our house you know Haley, it sounds like... Not much else you can do about it. Yeah. Haley, it sounds like your kids are old enough to know who their mom is and maybe even enjoy some of your work. A lot of your work in the past is something that you could probably be very proud of to share with the kids. Have they gotten into enjoying it or is it kind of like, oh, that's just mom? How are they dealing with your past TV roles and movie roles? Uh, that is such a funny uh, topic in question because my kids are my kids are uh, seven and four. Yeah. And uh, during 
the very early days of the pandemic when we were watching basically like everything available on television to watch. Um, my kids put on an animated movie that I did the voice of called The Ladybug. And they didn't, at the time, they couldn't read. And they were watching this movie. And I had forgotten that I had done a voice in it. And I was in the kitchen cooking. And all of a sudden, I hear my oldest daughter go, Mom, is that you? Wow. And I'm like, what? And she's like, are you are you the voice of that that bug in that movie? And I was like, oh, my gosh, I am. Yeah, I did, the, I did that movie a long time ago. And so my kids, like, they don't really understand, like, what my job is totally. They don't totally get it. You know, I don't let them sit and watch movies I'm in necessarily, but an animated movie or things like that. Um, you know, I've really tried to focus on doing projects that I would be proud of if my kids saw them. And, um, you know, I certainly have not taken my clothes off in movies and things like that because I knew that one day I would have, like, my little kids' eyes looking up at me and... Um, so, you know, I don't show them a lot of stuff, but they are aware of my job. And, um, I think it's, I think it's fun for them to get to see little things here and there, but, um, certainly, you know, something like the wedding pack, they could, they could watch a movie like that and definitely enjoy it. I've got to imagine this is priceless time when they start discovering your different shows and different movies. And like you said, there's a lot to be proud of there. Certainly nothing to be ashamed of there. You put together an incredible career. And one day Thanks. they're going to kind of grasp what you've done and what you continue to talk about priceless. That's going to be priceless when they figure that out. But four and seven is a, to me, that's a magical time for them to start oh, discovering you. So very interesting. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I have two really sweet little girls. They're great sisters to each other. And, um, you know, they definitely, my older one understands it a little more and she gets like quite a kick out of uh, my job and what I get to go and do. And um, I did a movie called My Sweet Monster, which is an animated movie that just came out recently. And I recorded it in our house because of COVID. Nobody was going to record in studios. And so she got to sit there and watch me record an animated movie at home. And that was kind of a trip for me, for sure, was to sit and have my, you know, daughter sit there and watch me do a job that I've done really almost since her age, you know, kind of full circle for me in a lot of ways. Oh, Haley Duff, congratulations on everything, not just the wonderful career still going strong, and certainly the wedding pack too. The baby pack, which we'll be talking about as we let you go, but the kids, more than anything, just enjoying the kids and watching them explore your work and your career. Anything else you'd like to add, feel free to. And before you go, give us a website or a social media site to follow along with what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me on today. Uh, you can check out the Wedding Pack 2 on June 14th on Video On Demand Everywhere. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at Haley Duff. Haley, thanks a million for being here. Congrats once again. Thank you so much. It was nice to chat with you. Have a good day. Haley Duff, everyone. You've seen her work over the years in so many different things. Nice to know. A four and a seven-year-old. And, you know, yeah, they'll be watching the mom and all kinds of things. And the back movies yeah i don't think there's anything in there that will embarrass her. what napoleon dynamite right that's you know you can play that for kids and uh, is it lizzie mcguire let me see some of her credits here 
made for TV. Let me see. Love Takes Wing. I don't know what that is. Love Finds a Home is a sequel to that. Seventh Heaven is her big thing. And for people who know that show, she's probably best known for that. She played Sandy Jameson in the TV series Seventh Heaven and Amy Sanders in Lizzie McGuire. And I have to believe, I didn't even know that. I guess she Hillary Duff's sister. I didn't, I, you know, it shows you how much research I do on this. But again, you know, she does wonderful work and kids are going to enjoy it. My daughter loved her growing up. And you know, I remember as a much younger girl and now she's, hey, she's a grown woman with two young girls of her own. And it sounds like she's cherishing those moments. Anyway, good for her and good for her family. And Again, freestyle digital media is the outlet, and you got all kinds of outlets now. And, and like they say, content is king, but distribution is King Kong. And at this point, you could find lots of good distribution outlets, that's for sure. And, and you'll see more and more content. I don't know that the actors are getting paid the way they used to, but you know, listen, they're getting more work, that's for sure. And freestyle digital media releases the wedding pack two. The baby pack, you'll be able to watch that and you'll be able to stream it forever. Let's face it, if you don't catch it on the day it comes out, you, you don't worry. Somehow, some way, don't worry. I imagine you're going to be able to catch it somewhere along the line. But anyway, fans of The Wedding Pack, well, if you've been waiting for a sequel, you got it. Wedding Pack 2, The Baby Pack is upon us. And Haley Duff is the star of that. Kudos to her. You know, again, once again, Napoleon Dynamite, Seventh Heaven, and so many different things. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here with the one and only Angie Harmon. And you know her work for so many years, and uh, the body of work is terrific, and the quality within the body of work is wonderful. And Buried in Boston is her latest, and you can see the first installment two days from now, and that'll be on Lifetime, 8 p.m., and it's premiering two days from now and it's a must watch and a big reason why is angie Harmon herself but it's a lot of talent involved the direction is terrific it's a must watch buried in boston angie Harmon, welcome well thank you very much <laughs> that was that was amazing can you just like i don't know can you just announce when i wake up every morning like, <laughs> i just need that kind of announcement all the time <laughs> Hey, it's 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 well deserved. You make me feel so good about myself. Yeah, well, you should, right? I mean, you got to look back. You got to be very proud of what you've been doing and what you've done. But currently, what you're doing, this is something that sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm going to be watching for sure, and we're going to urge people to watch it. Give us a little rundown of it. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Um, okay, it's just you know, it's about. Well, actually, it was like one of the first and only times that I got to play a character where I wasn't in law enforcement. So <laughs> I'm, you know, really excited about that. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just about a single mom and she owns a diner and, you know, she's got her, her teenage daughter, early, you know, 20s and just trying to keep her on the straight and narrow and trying to get her out into life and get her back into medical school and keep her focused and all that kind of stuff. And, 
just trying to, you know, how we do as parents. We want our kids to have everything and to be everything that they can be. And then, you know, the only problem is that, you know, her past sort of keeps coming back to haunt her and her daughter keeps getting into certain situations and, you know, with her being an ex-hit woman, she's got to take care of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I tell you, I love it. I love it just from the description of it. And look, my wife and I, we have four kids and could just imagine you could put yourself in the place of your character and, you know, if you have anything dark in the past, and by the way, we don't have anything that dark in our past, right? You talk about a lot of people do have something, you know, they have a little something that they're embarrassed about. So I think people are going to relate, even though we're not, we're not murderers at its surface or, or even down deep. <laughs> but I've got to believe people are going to relate somehow or another with your character. Do you think so? I really hope so. I mean, that, that was my attraction to it was that. I mean, you know, with four kids, it's, it's when your kids get hurt, you just, it, it just brings out something primal in you. And, you know, it, it was so fun being able to, you know, be in Hazel's shoes and, you know, go ahead and, and, and actually be able to like act those things out. I mean, it was just a blast. You mentioned this is different because it's not touching on, you know, something that would be like in Law and Order or even Commissioner Barbara Gordon. Or It's a little different. It's a departure from some of the roles that we've seen you in the past. Do you seek out roles that are maybe uncommon to your history? Do you just kind of take it as it comes? Are you a planner? Do you have a bucket list? What do you do at this point when you've done a lot? Do you kind of have a plan going in, or do you just kind of go with the flow? Um, I think I'm, you know, just for the where I am in my life right now. I mean, I've got three teenage daughters, um, and it's, you know, the when I finished Rizzoli and Isles, you know, I promised them that I would, I wouldn't be, you know, jetting off anywhere to to go to work. You know, I mean, it's just that's not what's going to work, and um, I promised them that I wouldn't do that, and so. It's been seven years, and my best friend actually read the script, and she was like, you're going to freak out when you read this. I mean, it's so good. And that was three years ago, and, you know, we were able to shoot where I live, and Lifetime was kind enough to, to do that for me. And, you know, it, it just, it's just it been a dream come true, really. And now we're here, and we're, you know, talking to you, and it, and we're about to do the premiere of it. If you're just joining us a little later, if you're just turning on your radios a little late, Buried in Boston debuts, the first installment of this movie series debuts in two days from now, and it's a must-watch. And one of the reasons why is our guest today, Angie Harmon, and she's wonderful. Anything Angie's in, I could watch. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Angie Harmon is our very special guest. You mentioned the three teenage daughters. You know, that's a juggling act all in itself. Obviously, they're old enough now to know who their mom is, what their mom has achieved and so forth do any of them have the bug do any of them seem to be you know going your way and if they were already out there doing it pardon my ignorance and just kind of fill us in do any of them want to go into this field um you know not at the moment um it's it's been mentioned every now and then but right now i just want them to be teenagers i want them to just you know live do be make all the mistakes they're going to make do all that and just just be kids you know we grow up so quickly and and i would rather them have their childhood for as long as they can 
Well, that's terrific. Buried in Boston. Anything else you want to add to this? And also, I know you're busy with the girls, but how fluid is your schedule for the rest of the year between COVID and between things getting back to normal? A lot of people don't have that concrete schedule yet, and it's because of the circumstances. You want to add anything to what we should be looking out for beyond Buried in Boston? And also, before you go, make sure you give us your socials and your website and anywhere we can follow along with what you're doing. Oh, sure. Um, you know, it's just, we're, we're just about to embark on summer vacation. And, you know, my oldest is graduating from high school. So I'm going to be doing that. And, you know, I, I, we've, we've just turned in our second script for the second installment of Buried in Barstow. And hopefully we'll be shooting that within the next month. And it's just, you know, it's going to be a great summer. It's, it's really great to just have everything kind of getting back to normal again. Do you have any socials or a website we should be tuning into? I do. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, Angie Harmon, one with the blue check. <laughs> and let's see, my Facebook, we're, it's on there, but something's wrong with it. But um, And then Twitter is Angie underscore Harmon. Hey, listen, we'll find you. We'll find you for sure. And congrats on everything, everything that you've been doing, and especially Thank you. spending time with the kids. That's priceless. And uh, congratulations to your daughter who's graduating. Thank you very much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. Buried in Boston, everyone. This weekend, you could see it, Angie Harmon is in there. She's an award-winning actress and model. And, you know, she started out very young. You know, she was, a, I think, a 15-year-old, and she won some modeling contest, if I remember correctly. And, and so she started early. So I could see her being somewhat sensitive to the kids getting involved in acting. She's probably not pushing them to do it, you know, and why would you? I'm sure she's done very well for herself. You know her from her roles in Law & Order. She played Abby Carmichael and you know, she had mentioned Jane Rizzoli, but she didn't mention the character, but Rizzoli and Isles and Ryan McBride in Baywatch Nights. Also, she starred as Lindsay Boxer in the series Woman's Murder Club, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, and Fun with Dick and Jane. A lot of big roles in her life. Oh, yeah, I'm just looking here, and it says uh, she won 17's modeling contest in 19... 87 as a 15-year-old, and it led to her appearing on the covers of uh, Cosmopolitan and Esquire. You know, it's a big deal as a young woman to get on those. And you know what? She turned it into an acting career, and a lot of models just haven't been able to do that. And, you know, she got a couple of great roles, and she rode with it. Good for her. Kudos for spending time with the kids, three teenage daughters, and I'm sure she'll tell you. I mean, I, I'll tell you the kids are more important than anything that we're doing professionally and juggling uh, motherhood, fatherhood, whatever the case may be, and a career is always a challenge. So kudos to her. Angie Harmon has been our very special guest. Once again, you know her from Baywatch Nights and, and Law and & Order and so many different things. Her latest, just as a reminder, her latest is Buried in Barstow. And she is, the same guy directed this, that directed, let me try to, I'm trying to find it. Oh, directed Pretty in Pink. Uh, Howie Deutsch, I think uh, you pronounce it. Pretty in Pink, some kind of wonderful, some of the 80s Brat Pack type movies. And, you know, so it's probably, you know, a lightness there. I don't know. We'll see. It's on Lifetime. Check it out. 
Buried in Barstow is her latest. Angie Harmon has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Scars and Stripes is the name of the book. This is a must get. Tim Kennedy is one of the authors, and he is here with us today. And Tim has done so much in his life, ups and downs, and he talks candidly about that former Green Beret. But I guess once you're a Green Beret, you're always a Green Beret. He was a Green Beret sniper and former MMA fighter. And again, he talks about a lot of hard issues here, but everyone get this book. Scars and Stripes, get two of them, get one for yourself, get one for a friend, but whether it's fighting the Taliban or fighting in UFC Warriors, he is a fascinating read. Tim, how are you? Dude, I'm amazing. I'm actually ready for the book launch tomorrow and, and uh, getting to talk to you. Yeah, well, I love the subtitle. It's an unapologetic American story of fighting the Taliban, UFC Warriors, and myself. The myself part I imagine was as tough as anything. If you can, give us a little bit of uh, the history of this book and how long has it been in the making? I imagine the last couple of years. Yeah, it, it really came to fruition just just in the past few years. You know, I, I had written um, a version of a memoir a couple of years ago. Um, you know, this was obviously before the fall of a of Afghanistan and Ukraine. So there were, there were big portions that would have been missing out of it. Um, but the the timing wasn't right and, and that was for a really good reason because in a couple of years the book dramatically changed um is as what is happening in social media where you know people are curating and editorializing their lives and using filters and making themselves look younger and more more appealing i thought it a really relevant time to have a truthful book about what it means to be human um and while there's extraordinary stories in there i think they're very relatable they're there are moments that everybody struggles with. There are failures that everybody has. Um, mine are just fantastical because just that's been my life. But uh, everything else about it is is you know people are going to be reading this book. Yeah, man, I felt that same that same way. Um, the environment might have been slightly different. You know, like, thank goodness they weren't in a three day gunfight in Afghanistan or or fighting for a world title um, and having to stand there with their hand not being raised as the loser of not being called world champion. But um, they're they're still the same struggles. What do you think you found out about yourself mostly or you know, an aha moment, if you want to call it, while writing this book that you weren't aware of or you really didn't pick up until you started writing it? Um, I, I fancy myself a pretty smart person. Uh, evidently, my grammar and, and spelling's horrific, according to our editor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tr- truthfully, the... Uh, you know, putting, I, I think it's the collective, the aggregate. When you started putting everything in black and white down on paper and seeing it in front of you, and, you know, like this, this is, this, this is portions of my life. Obviously, it's not all of my life, but it's, it's significant moments of my life. And, um, and knowing that the world is going to read this and having, you know, my kids be able to see what their dad did, um, or the reasons why he is the way that he is. And I, I hope that other people will read this and other people will see same similar characteristics and, and their brothers and their sisters and their friends and their parents and, um, and, you know, and, and have an understanding. And that was the thing that really 
was resounding with me was how much of an impact these stories have. Is there anything that you kept out of the book that after making the final cut and it not making the final cut that you thought maybe I should have included? Oh, good Lord. Yes. Um, man, it's, it's going to be wild because people are going to read this book. And they're like, yeah, you know, like I know about Tim now. And uh, that is, you, you know, a little bit about me, you, you know, about stories that we, we picked to tell this broader, um, this, this broader idea about how to get through failure and struggle. Um, you know, but there's, there are, there are so many things that thankfully uh, didn't make it in there. Um, you know, like specific details that, that were extra humiliating. Uh, they, there's enough self-deprecation in there, but um, there's I mean, one in particular, you know, there's only about a, th- a third of my fights and uh, a series of them that took place in New Orleans. But we later, later found out that the, the, the fight place that I was fighting at was recording our footage and then like splicing the fight footage into like some nasty videos they're selling on the side. Um, yeah. So like, I think that there's, there's some gross porns rolling around with me just like on top of some dude punching him. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's not in the book. Listen, there's an old expression and it's become a cliche that I've learned more from my failures or my setbacks than I have from my successes. Is that true in your life? Um, yeah, it's not cliche. Uh, I know that to be true. And, um, and I, and this is the that, that that's the point of this book. Truthfully, is you just hit the the nail on the head. Um, you know, as people are like posting photos of of them on top of Mount Everest, and they look stoic, right? It's amazing. Um, you know, like standing in the center of the ring after they win a title. But what you don't see is is the hours and hours of work in the gym and like the the crotch rot and the the gross rashes underneath the armpits from walking so many miles every single day, their feet that just look like, I mean, trolls feet, but like, those are the moments, those are struggles. And those are the failures that ultimately got them to that moment of success. But everybody tries to erase those moments, you know, all the pain people try to dilute and all the suffering, they just try to pass off as, as a passing moment. And really that's like that. Those are the moments that, that, that will absolutely concrete that you will, be successful scars and stripes an unapologetic american story of fighting the taliban ufc warriors and myself tim kennedy is here for another minute and before we let you go tim and again he is the author of this book and it is upon us by the time you're hearing this you will be able to get this book must get everyone tim before you go anything else that you'd like to add feel free and also leave us with a social media site or a website, someplace where we could follow along with the rest of your journey. Yeah, I mean, first, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. You know, I'm in New York City, and it's surreal. Um, my book's sitting there on Times Square. And, um, you know, what I, it's weird to be on this, 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 this tidal wave of excitement, but I know that there's more struggles coming. And, uh, like, when people read this book, struggles are normal. Failure is normal. And, uh, you know, it's what you do after that, that matters. Um, you can find me on, on all the social medias. I'm pretty much Tim Kennedy MMA is, uh, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and all the things, um, you know, just look for the little verified link. 
Tim, I should have led with this, but we thank you for the service to our country and congratulations on all your successes. And you know what? Congratulations on all your failures. You've bounced back. The book sounds terrific. We'll be talking about it as we let you go. Tim Kennedy, thank you. Thanks, Frank. Tim Kennedy, everyone. The name of the book, once again, Scars and Stripes, an unapologetically American story of fighting the Taliban, UFC warriors, and myself. He has a story in here where the other troops basically beat the crap out of him. They all, you know, they all got together and because he was such a an a-hole, as he put it in the release. And, you know, again, it hasn't been an easy fight for him. But, you know, you think of Green Berets as being hard nosed and probably really difficult to turn that on and off in their real life relationships and you know, dealing with people on an everyday basis. But when you're surrounded by other people of that personality, you know, they're going to come across in different ways, harsh, and I'm sure they're, you know, Green Berets. That can turn it on and off. I don't know that he was able to, but he's gathered that information and put it in a book. Tim Kennedy, MMA fighter, Green Beret sniper, and, you know, now author. And, you know, look, it's something to be in that elite, Green, whenever I think of Green Berets or Navy SEALs, and we have a lot of them on the show, you know, you think of an elite type athlete or an elite type individual mentally and physically, obviously emotionally. And, you know, I don't know about the emotion parts, right? Here's a guy that's talking about getting control of everything, but whatever his shortcomings are, and you find out if you read this book, you'll realize that Tim Kennedy is human, and I guess he's even more human than some of us, and the emotional part is a huge challenge for, for all of us. I mean, let's face it, but, you know, especially this guy, Scars and Stripes is the name of the book. Please get it. Tim Kennedy has been our very special guest, former Green Beret sniper, MMA fighter, and now author Tim Kennedy has just been with us. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.